0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, November 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. State seizes a million cannabis plants. Feds recover back pay for California farm workers and the agritourism boom in some places. California is a bellwether state for pesticide issues. California's Proposition 65 warning label for the herbicide glyphosate is setting a precedent for other states, according to Jeff Case of CropLife America. Case spoke yesterday at the annual conference for the California Association of Pest Control Advisors, or CAPAC. Case noted the surprising number of banned bills on pesticides being enacted on the state level, as well as with cities and counties across the country. He said this dangerous trend is being driven by well-coordinated activist groups that are continually putting agriculture on the defensive. CropLife has been fighting back by helping introduce more than 600 bills across the state and local municipalities, according to Case. The Trade Association has been working to maintain state preemption, which means localities cannot regulate the use of pesticides. He said California is a bellwether state with its more aggressive Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals often providing more favorably rulings to environmental justice groups. Case added that the battle is getting more difficult, particularly since every state but one is dominated by only one party. Look for more highlights from the CAPCA conference in the AgriPulse West newsletter hitting your inboxes tomorrow morning. State arrests 148 for illegal cannabis growing, while legal market is the Wild West. California's has raided 345 sites, made 148 arrests, and confiscated nearly a million illegal marijuana plants, according to an announcement by Attorney General Xavier Becerra yesterday. The effort involved numerous state and federal agencies, including the U.S. Forest Service. Yet regulatory hurdles remain high for licensed growers who are trying to do the right thing. That according to Placer County Ag Commissioner Joshua Hunsinger, who spoke on cannabis at the CAPCA conference yesterday. He pointed to a very heavy local and state double taxation system, along with a patchwork of local jurisdictions that do allow cultivation. Licenses could also cost tens of thousands of dollars and require a number of hoops to jump through, he added. Cannabis also remained illegal at the federal level. Hunsinger explained that 100% of the product must be tested for pesticide residues and a failed test leads to destroyed crop. This pits cannabis growers against neighboring conventional growers and could lead to million-dollar lawsuits, he said. In the meantime, marijuana from this state continues to fetch a premium price, I heard the price of one California cannabis flower doubles every time zone you travel through going east. Feds recover $400,000 in back pay for California H-2A workers. U.S. Department of Labor yesterday announced it levied $85,000 in penalties against growers, primarily in Central California, and returned 422000 in back wages to 438 low-wage workers. Farm labor contractors and 10 processing facilities contributed to widespread violations of the Migrant and Seasonal Agriculture Workers Protection Act and H-2A labor provisions. This included failing to pay minimum wage, missing paychecks, unlawfully rejecting U.S. workers, failing to provide safe housing, and failing to meet safe transportation requirements. Investigators inspected onion-growing operations in the high desert around Lancaster and Palmate, as well as strawberry operations in the Santa Maria area. Regional Administrator Ruben Rosales said in a statement that while the department will continue to be on the lookout for violations, we encourage all employers to take advantage of the free resources we provide and avoid costly penalties. Salinas Packer recalls vegetable products over listeria concern. The man packing company issued a voluntary recall yesterday for a series of vegetable products in response to a potential contamination found by the U.S. and Canadian food inspectors. No illnesses have been reported in the two countries. The Salinas Company is the continent's largest supplier of broccolini and sugar snap peas. The listeria strain can be fatal to those with weak immune systems, though most would suffer short-term symptoms like fever and nausea. Agritourism Revenue on the Rise Farm agritourism revenue grew from $704 million in 2012 to $950 million in 2017 and has tripled since 2002 when adjusted for inflation. A report by the USDA's Economic Research Service says the 2017 figure is probably understated since wineries were excluded from the USDA 2017 census data. Wineries were included in earlier totals. Keep in mind, agritourism revenue is still relatively small to total farm revenue, about 5.6% of farm-related income in 2017. Not surprisingly, the hottest areas for agritourism tend to be in the scenic or rugged areas like Montana, western Texas, and California coast. Not the most productive agriculture regions like the Midwest, the Plain States, and California's Central Valley. Farms where visitors can pick their own fruit are popular, too. Mexico's dairy imports seen rising. Mexico's demand for cheese, milk, and other dairy products continues to climb, outpacing domestic expansion and offering new export opportunities for U.S. producers. That according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Processing industries such as the baking sector demand large amounts of high-quality dairy products sourced mainly from U.S. suppliers, the report says, with some competition from other countries and some products such as butter from New Zealand. Mexico's imports of fluid milk, butter and cheese are forecast to rise by a thousand metric tons each in 2020, but the biggest increase will be for skim milk powder. Mexico is now expected to import 380,000 tons of the product next year, up 10,000 tons from 2019. Trump insists China deal be signed in the U.S., President Trump continues to insist that Chinese President Xi Jinping come to the U.S. to sign their partial phase one trade agreement. It will be someplace in the U.S., the president said. He has said the signing ceremony could be held in Iowa. But Bloomberg quoted Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross as naming Alaska and Hawaii as possible locations. Here's today's He Said It. I looked at the governor and said, you know, the biggest thing is how disappointed we are because you signed an executive order and you didn't talk with the industry. That California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson in his speech for the CAPCA conference yesterday describing his response to Governor Newsom's decision to cancel Corpyrfoss in May. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, November 5th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Alley.